This is the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast, where we have conversations with everyday martial artists about their histories and how martial arts influence their daily lives. You are listening to the abbreviated version of this podcast, which is the first 20 minutes or so of the show. Please consider supporting the show by subscribing on our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash M-A-L-M-A-G. And for about the price of one coffee shop coffee per month, you can get access to four new podcasts each month one week before their YouTube release dates. You also have access to all of our existing shows, which at this point is about 100 hours of shows for you to enjoy. Individual shows can be purchased at our Gumroad page. That is malmag.gumroad.com. This week I connect on Zoom to Wisconsin and I talk with a very busy man, Peter Hetrick, and we talk about how he got involved in martial arts, what it was like to study with Sifu Larry Hartzell, Guru Dan and Asanto, and other luminaries. He's also a person who's put together some very large seminars and camps, and those are interesting stories as well. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast, and today I'm on Zoom and I'm connecting to a friend I made several years ago. And uh, we're just actually sitting here reminiscing on what it's like to be old guys. And <laughs> before we get started, and uh, I've been looking forward to this conversation because I, I really enjoyed uh, this gentleman when I met him. And I, I knew about him before, just kind of historically where he kind of fits into a lot of things. And uh, we made up pretty good friends and our, our personalities are very similar. So um, looking forward to this long conversation with um, Peter Hetrick. How are you doing, sir? Very good. Good morning, Tim. Thanks for having me on. I'm, uh... Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like reasonable morning for Peter and then me. I'm getting up here like seven a.m. my time. Uh, I hope I'm not looking. You know, it's a, the the uh, podcast is all audio for all you folks, but I hope I'm not looking too uh, offensive to to Peter here. I'm getting my coffee, so I'm getting somewhat in shape. And uh... <laughs> yeah, let's see if I put my can right here. You can't see it, but I can't see you. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. See, you know how to. This is a this is a master of uh, many trades here. <laughs> <laughs> well buddy i guess we should just start like i do all the uh superhero origin stories here with um how you got involved in martial arts we'll go we'll go to your origins well speaking of a long time ago so um <laughs> yeah here we go if i can remember that far so 1980 i got started with my father in taekwondo um the town that i was from janesville you had two options you had taekwondo from this screen or taekwondo from this screen at the same time we also had an excellent judo instructor which is still a friend but i'm thinking you know things would have been different if i would have started in that probably but anyway it's you know never look back and say well it could have been different well you know what? it's not it's our every our path is preordained i fully believe that you know, and it's like, okay, would I've ended up in the same place if I did this? You know, the old quantum theory, quantum mechanics. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Egghead stuff. But, um, yeah, so we did that. And then, uh, of course, started reading Black Belt Magazine, Inside Kung Fu all the time. And, you know, you see all the all the uh, postings for the camps. You know, I'm like, oh, you know, Dan and Asano, Larry Hartzell. It's like, man, these are first-generation Bruce Lee people. And, and, again, when you're looking back at, like, even the Aspen Academy of Martial Arts, which I didn't go to, my first big seminar was the CMAA in St. Louis, you know, so I'm thinking 84, that was such a short time after the untimely passing of Bruce Lee, yeah. but it was still fresh. 
You know, now, now looking. Let me interrupt you real quick. Where where was this? You were in Wisconsin. Is that what yes. you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah, then, I was in Wisconsin. Like, then that reminds me why it sounds so familiar to my Illinois upbringing. Like, wow, it sounds like a mirror image of the time and where I was from. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I mean that was cool. And you know, it's uh, I'm I'm going to steal a, a comment from Rick Fay, um, but he's like, I came for Bruce Lee, I stayed for Guru and Asano, and right. I'm thinking, you know, that that is so true. And you know, it's not to be ugly with anyone, but yeah, that that's the reason I think so many of us are where we are. You right. Know? Well, I mean, you, you almost kind of have to, because I mean, you said something uh, very factual right there about the time period. It was 84. So, you know, the untimely passing of Bruce Lee, unfortunately, Bruce Lee was not with us physically anymore. So yeah. if you're going and finding an attachment to the instructor, be it Dan Asanto, be it Chris Kent, Tim Tackett, whoever you're going to, Larry Hartzell, then you, I mean, what is it you're there for? I mean, realistically, you know, I, I don't think you're just going to stay or you're not, you know, so that, that statement is great. You know, and I, I love how Rick says that. And, and it's, it's got so many meanings to it, you know, really. And so it's like, well, okay. You know, you, you can be a fan of someone who's no longer there, but, you know, you kind of have to jive with the person you're going to if you're really going to learn it. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I mean, just stating again, an obvious fact is, you know, who did more for the um, uh, perpetuation of JKD than, than that group that we've talked about? You know, I, I mean, oh, uh, it, it it's easy to say, well, you know, they they monetized it or something else. And, you know, it just yeah, they're a lot of the really rich these days though. oh yeah oh yeah 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 i like uh the mansions they all live in you know yeah but uh yeah it's just it's i like to see a lot of the old name I, I say old names you know you know what i mean but you know right. gary dill ted wong uh taki kimura i mean yeah i i, I know of all those names but it's like you couldn't go see them every no. month if you wanted to guru dan you could so yeah i packed in a lot of that in my day i mean it, you know, to see that, you know, one of Bruce Lee's original students, I'm like, okay, cool. I don't care who it is. I would go right. see that person, you know, exactly. which, yeah. But again, you know, staying for Guru Inasano, it's, uh, yeah, he's the one that always encouraged the outside exploration. Let's face it, you know, I mean, <sighs> this, okay, calm down here. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's okay, yeah, Pete. We, yeah. don't have to, we don't have to go political. This is this is about you. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, okay, good. <laughs> you know, yeah, and it's you know, it's it's kind of what I tell people before I get on here. You know, there's there's an online thing that goes on, and you know, and we all get into that uh at times, and I think it's just because we get moved emotionally to do so, uh, because some of the just outrageous things that are said, uh, at least outrageous to us. But you know, that doesn't need to carry into to these interviews because you know, yeah, okay. they're, they're not that overly important enough to, to put out in this form, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. So I can see, yeah. That's as political as I get. That's fine. Huh? You know, again, it's your show, but <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just here to see you and uh, entertain some people, hopefully. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, so after that uh, camp in 84, it was, you know, then it, then it went to the mid Michigan camp hosted by Dan Timlin um and you know then uh the uh brain fart yeah um of uh, the 
Smoky Mountain camp. I think I just said that, oh, didn't I? Yeah. No, 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 I didn't. Oh, no. oh, and the Smoky Mountain camp. I mean, holy cow, you know, I mean, that was just such a huge endeavor with, you know, I mean, first time to meet a lot of the other uh, significant people, you know, for what changed, what altered my thinking, what kind of got me on the path that I'm, you know, still on this day, you know, so without that, you know, plus just good memories, you know, it's fun <laughs> right. to think back to that camp, but, uh, you know, it's it just always, always been a part. And then uh, how far do you want me to keep going? Just kind of what brought me up to this point, anything? Yeah, we'll stuff? get there. I, I think I want to kind of hit this era that you're talking about, because I think it's a, uh it's an interesting era to a lot of people that are within a particular age group like myself um, in that I was similar to you in that I read about all of them in the, the news blurbs in the martial art magazines and saw the photos. And of course, you know, saw the advertisements for them, but I was not uh, a person of any means to get to any of these things. Um, my first instructor came from the Aspen uh, camps that you discussed. And, you know, he told me the whole rundown of who the assistant instructors are. And these are all A-list, you know, gems that, that are within their own right, you know, absolute legends in uh, the Jeet Kune Do world, let alone the martial art world. And it gets kind of funny when, you know, the assistant instructors get run down like, you're like, oh, my God, wow, man, that was that was your lineup that taught you. That's that's really, you know, amazing. And so, you know, I think these events that you're talking about are quite legendary within a particular generation, we should say, of Jackie D people. And I think there's a real interest in in people just getting a little taste of what that was like so that's kind of what i'd like you to talk about next is some of those you know smoky mountain camp the uh uh would you say cmaa that you went to uh, yes something in st louis and so that seemed like that was kind of the thing for a while this sort of larger gathering of was a different martial arts and then guru dan was part of it correct is that set up of it yeah and yeah. what sort of i guess morphed into what we would call or, or, well, I guess because everything's sort of related to us at this point, but um, in those sort of uh, legends camps or training with the masters type camps, those these seem like kind of a forerunner to that. But I think some of those early ones had things like uh, it was like ninjutsu and different things like that too, you know, which were obviously popular at the time. So I mean that, and again, that sounds just like really cool <laughs> to me. Yeah, and what was nice about it was the uh, format was you're with the instructor for a week. So that's all, you know, it's, and then like at the uh, Smoky Mountain camp, I mean, each instructor taught their blocks of, of, of material mid Michigan camp, kind of the same way. So for me, I guess the trifecta was Dan and Asano, Larry Hartzell and Master Chai, you know, and then uh, of course, Pendicard de Tours was in uh, Michigan, um, Salem and, and the Savak, you know, first exposure to Savak. Oh, wow. Master Chai wasn't at those, but uh, you know, just, yeah, just kind of soaking it all in, you know. I mean, I was young and dumb and had a lot of time on my hands, and uh, <laughs> just just to see those folks. And then, you know, when um, you know, got to one of the camps, and uh, Guru Dan asked me, he's like, "Well, who's your instructor?" So, well, I guess that would be you, sir. <laughs> you know, I, just, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm in Wisconsin. You know, I mean, I'm a gypsy. I'm a wandering vagabond. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Ronin. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, jinx. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that got me, um, into the, um, uh, instructor program. So 
still honored that for uh, uh, Wisconsin, I have uh, instructor number one in the uh, you know apprentice program. You know, wow. so I mean that was just always such a you know, honor. You know, what else can you say? It's like I mean I was just starting out, you know, and then uh, because I was in close proximity to Rick Fay, I spent all my other time when I wasn't going to one of the big camps, going up to all the seminars he hosted, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But back to your thing on ninjutsu, real quick. Um, yeah, so <laughs> at the uh, you, uh, are, CMA, you are in the eighties, man. It's like we well, all like. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you just, I mean, uh, uh, Sifu Fong, I mean, he was at these. And uh, Bill Wallace, uh, one of my buddies, spent the week with Bill Wallace. I spent it with Dan Rosano, you know, and then I think the second week was with Paul Vunak. Um, You know, I didn't start, but I think then it was probably around 86 that, uh, it may have been 86 that I had uh, Sifu Hartzell in for the first time. So, like, my first seminars I hosted myself where the don't break the bank and hold a camp. Um, you know, Paul Vunak, uh, he was, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to blow my horn. I, I just think I was blessed to be able to bring in all these people we've been talking yep. about and right, right. get, I mean, I didn't get it started. I just said, Hey, I'll, I'm selfish. If I can't go to a seminar, I'll bring the seminar to me. So. Sounds like and, a good idea to me. Yeah. Yeah. My, bank didn't like it you know hosting the big camps um <laughs> but like uh some of the last payments on that right now but <laughs> <laughs> you know and people said well would you do it the same if you could i said absolutely uh, i mean well no you know right. I, I mean if you had this chance to sit down and talk to albert einstein would you well yeah except they couldn't speak german but you know it's a right. still thing That's like still okay true. yeah <laughs> now with your phones you do all that stuff but right. um yeah, so then I decided I think well I think I'll host a camp because I, I I think the mid Michigan camp may have already been going. No, actually I take that back. That was going before mine. But then when the Smoky Mountain camp ended and the mid Michigan camp ended, there was like no Midwest camp. So uh-huh. that's then where I said, Hey, I'll bring everybody in, you know, uh Gurudansi for Hartzold, Master Chai, Pentecar, and then Bert Poe, which of course that's always usually a whole separate topic when we start talking about Bert. Uh, Tim Tackett, you know, I, I just it was great. I mean, all this stuff right there. And uh, wow, yeah, wow. So, who were some of the other instructors in that era uh, with all these things that you went to, other than Guru Dan, that you found just like really resonated with you? Um, as far as like uh, uh, tier one or level one folks, you mean basically oh, yeah. anybody, uh, anybody, you know, because a lot of them, you know, have um, people have sort of, I guess, maybe disappeared into the framework a little bit, you know, that were kind of something for, you know, a second or two out there or never really sought maybe that kind of notoriety. But you may know them because um, like I remember uh for instance, when my instructor kind of went through his list of people, I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, he's in the book with Larry. Or he's in, you know, it's like, yeah, I know who you're talking about because I, I don't know them that well, but I've never met them. But I know who they are because they're in the in Larry's book or they're in Guru Dan's book or something. And so you start hearing connecting these names. And, you know, for you, you've got probably a chance to actually work with, with some of those people. And I was just curious if any of them, you know, like, uh, other than Gurdan, you know, kind of resonated with you where you're like, yeah, that that's, here's something that person X said that's still with me and, you know, that sort of thing. 
Yeah. Well, with that being said, it's kind of like, okay, top of the mountain, you're a Dan, you know, let's face it, you know, see, I always said, go, you know, you know, you should go see these guys. And of course we have to talk about the Filipino martial arts too. I mean, that's right. Of course for me, that's a part of my JKD training there. That's all I'm saying. But yeah. you know, yeah. like getting to see, um, uh, a grandmaster angel Cabalas down at Fred Deggerberg, which there's a big name that I think did yeah. more for everybody in the JKD, the Kali and some shit you never heard about. I mean, I right. stacked right. the flyers from his, seminars going like who was this guy okay he was like a firearms expert you know or like johnny lira the boxer a boxing coach you know you just have all these fantastic seminars and uh i i would have to say fred was probably the most instrumental um person to get people out there that maybe we didn't know about you know right and, uh, and uh yeah it was just yeah amazing <laughs> i don't even know if i answered your question but you know yeah it's uh you know, through Guru Dan, you know, uh, immediately like Sifu Hartzell, how can you not? You, you've traveled with him a lot, so you know that there's just something about him that was so sincere and so kind and would, would give you the shirt off his back. And it's like, you know, people don't really realize, maybe nowadays, I don't think they realize the impact that that level of people had, you know. And like Chris and Cass, um, I always saw them as the demo guy going, God, they're really good, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it's probably of like that. Uh, I like to call it the 1.5 generation. Um, right. Yeah. But, yeah. And uh, which not as a disrespect, I, I'm just, you know, I, I'm bad no. at math anyway. So it sounds cool if I say, you know, generation 1.5, you know, but, you know, generation one in, in my mind are like the people you see in the Filipino martial arts book, any of the JKD books from, Sifu Hartzell or Tim Tackett or any of those guys. And then just picking up the ans ancillary. Is that a word? Ancillary? Ancillary? <laughs> the, the other guys, you know. I think I know the, what you think you mean with that word. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I make stuff up. Shakespeare made up words. I can make up words too, right? Um, but yeah, so uh, just, you know, going in that direction just to improve everything. I mean, the Kenyettes, the big names in the Filipino martial arts, obviously, and getting to see like Kakoi and uh, the, the old guard of the Dose Partis group. Um, Bob Bremer, you know, through Tim Tackett met Bob Bremer, brought Tim and Bob in for a seminar in Wisconsin. I mean, there was just such a refreshing uh, concept to, okay, now, now we're getting in even deeper in to that other group that was there with Bruce Lee, you know, not reading books and videos and then being, being an expert, you know, right. the guys that could say, yeah, this is what we were doing. This is how we were doing it. This is how Bruce wanted us to do it. And, and it worked, you know, uh, you know, the, uh, when you look at that first generation, I mean, the people that were attracted to first Bruce Lee and then Dan and Asano, I, I mean, it's it, that's some heavy hitters there, man. Right. You know, it's, you know, well, does this stuff work? I don't know. Ask Sifu Hartzell. Ask Bob right. Brammer. You know, what does it work? You know, well, everything works and nothing works. I don't know where I got that quote from, yeah. but it's, you well, know, it's just. Uh, I don't even think you need to quote it. It's just true. You know. Yeah. And as Guru Dan says, does, does swinging a bat the way you do in professional baseball work? Yes. But for the best guys, only about 30% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I just think that helped kind of round out um, the overall picture. You know, okay, well, 
you know, this element from this instructor, you know, and, uh, you know, Paul Vunak was one of those people, you know, I, I had probably after uh, Guru Dan Sifo Hartzell, probably most of my time was with Paul Vunak uh, things. And then, you know, of course, meeting everybody else, going to Fred Deggerberg's hosting the camps. It was nice to bring in, you know, Tim Tackett, Bert Pohl, Bob Bremer, you know, those guys. And uh, yeah, I was just honored to be part of that uh, timeline. You know, it's kind of, I almost, I don't feel bad for like the Gen 4 and Gen 5 people that we're on now. It's when they will speak on a certain matter without having that connection to, okay, well, maybe this was taken out of context. You know, maybe you need to realize I, when, when people, I'm just going to mention Paul Vunek, you know, people put out his video clips and then of course the keyboard warriors, well, yes, but his partner's not fighting back. It's like, guys, yeah, that would be like saying, well, Larry, Larry's throwing around this guy that's only you know, 165 pounds. That's no big deal. It's like, well, he, he did it. <laughs> he could always do it. And, uh, you know, right. it's just, yeah. Well, on that one specifically, I'm not 165. I'm like 265 at times. <laughs> and uh, Larry threw me around. And that's the older Larry, not the beefy guy you saw in the video. So, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it works. It works. Well, it works. well, yeah, quite well. Well, my um, introduction to Bob Bremer was I picked up Bob and Tim from the airport. We went back to the hotel. Of course, we start talking stuff right off the bat. And Tim's like, Pete, you, you're a pretty good kicker. Why don't you try to hit Bob with a sidekick? And I'm like, oh, probably rather like not do It sounds like a setup. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know if I want to do that. And then it's like uh, I got scolded because – Tim in, in Tim manner and voice. I said, kick him. You try to knock that all or off his feet. All right. Well, that didn't end up in wind, but uh, yeah. you're like, excuse me. I've got to make sure my life insurance is all up to date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, gosh, yeah, I, I, I'll keep rambling, but I'll, I'll trust you to keep me on topic here. If I digress too far. So no, it's perfect. We want the rambling. We want we want the And this concludes the abbreviated version of the podcast. Please consider supporting the program by going to www.patreon.com slash M-A-L-M-A-G and subscribing to the show. You can also purchase this individual episode or any individual episode at our Gumroad page. That's M-A-L-M-A-G.gumroad.com. Thank you for listening to this episode with Pete Hetrick. Coming up next week, we connect to the East Coast again, North Carolina, and we talk with Rob Kelly. Our Malmag online store at martialartslifestylemagazine.com has a full selection of Timmy B's brand sticks for FMA and Krabiker Bong. Timmy B's brand now selling in Japan as well. Beautiful Timmy B's brand shirts and Dos Manos shirts are available with new t-shirt designs and more products coming soon. An online course in the Dos Manos method for FMA is available under the Courses tab. More courses coming soon. Check out the Places to Train tab to find schools near you and click on the Events Calendar page to see what seminars and events are happening all around the world. And of course, visit our main page for articles on the martial arts. Music by Jack L. Relic.
Martial Arts Lifestyle Magazine and the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast are trademarked and copyrighted by TNT LLC.